child of God, when I say beware of spiritism, this was what God gave me when I was preparing for the heavens do rule part two. I noticed that until we first and foremost appreciate our superior position in Christ, and then number two, live and walk in the consciousness of that superior position, we will be tempted by Satan to play at his field. And Satan is very comfortable when he is playing at his field. Just as we are comfortable when we are playing at our field. So everybody must know his or her field. Oftentimes, even in soccer, when a home country, uh, a host country is playing in at home, they feel comfortable because they are used to the terrain, they are used to the turf, they are used to the field of play. So you've got to know your field of play. And this time it's not play, it's war. It is actually war. And you've got to know the plane on which you belong so that you will not be tempted by Satan to bring yourself low from your highest domain to Satan's field. When you play at his field, he capitalizes on your ignorance and can beat you at it. So beware of spiritism. Now, the question is, what is spiritism? Maybe the first question somebody may ask. Let me answer that question. Then... I can proceed to bring some scriptures that will enlighten us about today's message. Number one, the belief that the spirits of dead humans survive the death of the physical body and that they can and do communicate with the living, especially through a person that is a medium particularly susceptible to their influence. Let me read that again. Spiritism is the belief that the spirits of dead humans survive the death of the physical body and that they can and do communicate with the living especially through a person a medium particularly susceptible to their influence what does that mean this is just one definition of spiritism okay i'm going to bring some scriptures because if God is the one that gave the topic, then English language is not enough to define what spiritism is. But the scripture describes, because when God drew my attention to the Father, we've got to beware of spiritism as we prepare to operate from the third heavens and learn to operate from that third heavens. When God gave me that topic, he also gave me scriptures. And so, the scriptures are best to define what spiritism is. But at least, one aspect of spiritism is where people believe that if somebody dies, he's not dead. They believe in reincarnation. Where they believe that even the spirit of the dead okay, can communicate through another person. And sometimes, it even happens in church. Where you find in the process of quote-unquote deliverance a human being who is supposedly dead okay finds him or herself speaking through another vessel and communicating something that you and i know scripture has not taught what am i saying 
spiritism is where you begin to double in the things of the spirit okay but you are not using the appropriate route there is an appropriate route when you allow satan to bring you to his plane his field of play his field what happens is that you may be tempted to now use earthly things to solve spiritual things okay let me read the scriptures god gave me and that probably may help uh, us appreciate spiritism you know even better first i'll read deuteronomy chapter 18 verses 9 through 14 let me read from the new king james version of the bible deuteronomy 18 9 through 14 okay verse 9 says when you come into the land which the lord your god is giving you you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations there shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire take note of that please or one who practices witchcraft so we can find God's people practicing witchcraft witchcraft is one of the works of the flesh according to the book of Galatians chapter 5 or a soothsayer or one who interprets omens or a sorcerer or one who conjures spells or a medium or a spiritist or one who calls up the dead for all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord and because of these abominations the Lord your God drives them out from before you you shall be blameless before the Lord your God verse 14 for these nations which you will dispossess listen to soothsayers and diviners but as for you the Lord your God has not appointed such for you did you get a picture of spiritism spiritism according to these verses I've just read is when people begin to use mediums to assess the things of the spirit for instance in those days and even in, in now they believe that your son or your daughter will go through fire to be purified there is no greater purification than by the fire of the Holy Ghost I know someone whose mom took her somewhere okay to be prayed for they're supposed to be a pastor who can help exercise or cast out devils and then this person was taken by this pastor to the sea i mean they went to the sea at no other time than at an odd hour like 12 midnight and they went together into the middle of the sea and supposedly the pastor said he was going to wash all the things that give the demons that manipulate this person he's going to wash them away so in the middle of the sea at midnight washing so-called 
contact, point of contact for demons. And when I heard it, I said, ah, this is more like initiating you rather to marine spirits. This is more like giving you more access or giving more access to demons into your life at 12 midnight what an odd hour in the middle of the sea washing somebody in the sea and you say you are doing that in the name of Jesus I don't think so that is spiritism an example of spiritism there are those who have taught that because scripture says we wrestle not against flesh and blood the word wrestle gives them the picture of the kind of wrestling that humans do you know in physical wrestling today you may be a champ a champion and the next day you are down so some believe that because we are not wrestling against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places some believe that because of that wrestling then today they may be up then the next day satan may also put them down no and it's a big no it is only when you do not know your field that is when satan takes advantage of that ignorance and plays you into his field so therefore today you may be down and tomorrow you may be up but the christian life is not up and down it is upward and forward only the christian life it is not up and down it is upward and forward only proverbs 4 18 says the path of the righteous is as the shining light that shines more and more other version says brighter and brighter Onto the perfect day. So it can only get better in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you there? When we get the impression that we are in at wrestle or in wrestle with you know forces of darkness, and therefore sometimes light can overcome. Have you seen darkness overcoming light before? Darkness does not overcome light, so spiritually. We are supposed to be in charge always. But when we do not know, my people perish because they do not know, because of lack of knowledge. When we do not know our superior position in Christ, then Satan takes advantage of that ignorance and places us into his field. And his field is not the third heavens where we are seated together with Christ. His field is either the second heavens, okay, or the first heavens. The first heavens has to do with the atmospheric heavens, the immediate surrounding around the planet earth that is the first heavens then the second heavens has to do with beyond the atmospheric heavens but the third heavens is where christ is seated and according to my teachings on uh, you know last two sundays and last sunday we discovered that we are seated together with christ in that third heavens far above all principality and power and might and dominion and any name that can be named not only in this world but also in the world to come that's who we are we are more than conquerors we are not just conquerors more than conquerors but when you do not know this satan plays you into his field and makes you feel like we are at wrestle so today darkness has overcome the next time light will overcome no i beg to differ and it is when you do not know your superior position that is when you begin to use mediums can i read the scripture i read again 
Deuteronomy 18, verse 9 through 14, or maybe 9 to 11, at least, for you to get the picture again. He says, When you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer. Sometimes, some people are not witches. I'm not saying that you are a witch, but the behavior, the the conduct, the thing you are doing is witchcraft. It's abeyisem. That's what I'm trying to say. Did you hear that? Your behavior, your conduct is abeyisem. The way you are conducting yourself is abeyisem. Yet you are not a witch. Or one who practices witchcraft. Or a soothsayer. Did you hear that? Soothsayer. That is as an example of spiritism instead of learning to hear from God you want to hear from somebody who will tell you some revelation and your ears are itching to hear something soothing and they will tell you and if you don't take care the same people that will tell you a portion of the truth will one day tell you the falsehood and lead you into error and lead you into you know, uh, deception. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire for one who practices, or anyone who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens. You know, come and look into my palm. You can see that the palm, you know, is dark and whatever. So it tells you that tomorrow your star will shine. Beware of spiritism. That's what God is warning you and me. We can't use that to do the battle we are supposed to do in this quarter. One who interprets omens or a sorcerer. Do you remember Saul in the kings? I mean, the first king of Israel. He he consulted a witch, hmm? the witch of Endor, who was into sorcery, and who supposedly even invoked. The spirit of Samuel to come and talk. Meanwhile, scripture has shown us that that does not exist. Anybody who tries to say that, okay, I am trying to invoke this spirit, the spirit of this person to come and talk through another person, that is spiritism. I don't know why God gave me this particular topic to talk about because as a person, I would never have made this, you know my subject of emphasis but i believe god wants to correct some people who may be doubling into these things and still want to stand in the place of war we don't stand in the midst of ants and attempt to remove ants from our bodies you will hurt yourself so i believe that if we are going to stand and overcome god wants to correct some things about our conduct and behavior probably it may be one person. And for who knows, that one person may affect all of us. That is why God brought this message. Or it may be a majority of us. It may be me. It may be you. But whichever way God says, beware of spiritism. Alright. Then he said, or one who conjures spells. Or a medium. When I say one, you say one. When I say more, you say more. God is not a magician. Or a spiritist. Here he specifies. A spiritist. 
or one who calls up the dead. God says all these things are spiritism and we should beware. If you go to somebody to pray for you and the person says that, okay, I can call up the dead, I mean the, the spirit of your dead mom to tell the source of, you know, who stole A, B, C. You are doubling into spiritism, child of God. You are, you are endangering your life. Now, but why do we do these things? Somebody may ask. It is because we don't know our heavenly position. We don't know that we are exalted above these forces, these media or medium that we would want to employ to assess the things of the spirit. And when you do not know, you fall prey to Satan's tricks. There is something simple about the Christian life that if you get, you would, you would notice that you don't need a lot of things that we pile up on ourselves. For instance, let me give you, maybe I may be giving practical examples, then you understand spiritism. The Spirit of God lives on the inside of us. When? Everything. And the Spirit of God can express Himself through us and through any medium, okay? If, for instance, every day you get up and you don't have the Spirit of God in you, but you are not conscious of His indwelling presence, but you have to take some oil that probably somebody blessed for you somewhere, okay? And prayed over it. And you have to smear yourself with the oil. And smear your body with the oil before you know that you are covered. You are doubling into spiritism and you don't even know. <laughs> Am I against the use of anointing oil? No. I'm trying to say that when your trust is in some medium somewhere other than what God's word has revealed and you take God by his word and, and stand on it and act on it, you may double into spiritism and you may not even know. Okay. Let's say aprons and handkerchiefs were given from Paul's body to be sent to the sick and to the demon possessed. And the Bible says, as many as came into contact with those aprons and handkerchiefs, God healed and God delivered. Now, after the healing and the deliverance, you now cherish that apron and handkerchief so much that it has become your talisman. You don't go anywhere without that handkerchief. Every day you have to tie it around your neck because it was that handkerchief you came into contact with from Apostle Paul that delivered you or that got you healed. So every day, even when it has become dirty, you, you are afraid that when you wash that dirty handkerchief, it will lose its power. So it is dirty and it is still hanging on you. You are doubling into spiritism. Are you getting my example? What more examples can I give? You know, when you believe that, okay, the word of God is written in the book, okay? But you, instead of reading the book of the law, you believe that when you put the same Bible under your pillow, you are, you are, you are covered, you are protected. <laughs> you are doubling into spiritism. And Satan will take advantage. I think what, what God wants to communicate, in my spirit, I can, I'm trying to perceive why God gave me this message in the first place. I think... And I believe what God wants to communicate is that if we don't take care, Satan will take advantage of our ignorance and play us into his field and beat us in his field. So we've got to be aware of our exalted position in Christ. We've got to be aware of it and live in that consciousness. That is the only way we can, we can put Satan where he belongs. 
But when you are doubling into things, okay, that make it look like without those things, you cannot survive in Christ, child of God, you are doubling into spiritism. Listen, all authority in heaven and on earth, I admit that God can use any medium. He used the saliva of Jesus. He used aprons and handkerchiefs from Paul's body. He, he used Peter's shadow. He, he used Moses' rod. He can use any medium. Some use oil. Even Jesus, I mean, uh, the disciples anointed, you know, people who are sick with oil. James tells us that when, when someone is sick, the person should call for the elders of the church and let them, you know, pray over him, anointing with oil. And he said, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And if he has committed any sins, he shall be forgiven. So take note: it's not the oil that saves the sick; it is the prayer of faith that saves the sick. But the oil is to is to augment the person's faith. Is to just give the person that, uh, especially somebody who is a Thomas. The Thomas generation are those who want to see before they believe. Their faith cannot stand solely on God's word and without God's word. I mean, their, their faith cannot stand solely on God's word. Without God's word, they need something other than, you know, the word of God to help augment their faith. Such people can double into spiritism without knowing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because all authority, the authority that God expresses through all medium, now He has vested all that authority in the name of Jesus. All. Whether in heaven, whether on earth, or under the earth, all authority in heaven and on the earth, Jesus said, have been given to me. Therefore, go. And we go how? In the name of Jesus. So when you say, in the name of Jesus, it's as good as... It's as good as what? It's as good as... Exercising all authority. Here on earth. But you are exercising that authority from the ten heavens. And there is no authority. Whether in the second heavens, in the first heavens... In, on earth, from the astral world, from the metaphysical world, from the cosmic world, from the marine world, there is no authority that is not subject to that name. Especially when you have allowed the Spirit of the Lord to come up on you, like I taught last Sunday, the heavens do rule part two. When the Spirit of the Lord comes up on you, you have the mandate to use the name of Jesus to stop every devil. There is no devil hatched out of hell that can stop anyone who stands in the name of Jesus under the anointing. There is no, there is no devil. But when you don't know, you will live in fear. I said, when you don't know, you will what? You will live in fear. Let me show you another scripture. You will love it. You will love it so much. John... Okay, even before John, okay, before John, let me show you a New Testament instruction. Just like we saw in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 9 through 14, there's a New Testament instruction that warns us against the same practice. That is Galatians chapter 4, verse 8 to 11. Okay, Galatians 4, 8 to 11. Let me read it. So you appreciate that it's not just 
the Old Testament that instructs us about being being uh, be, uh, becoming uh, uh, beware of uh, spiritism or being where is that being wary of spiritism? Forgive my English language if I'm communicating wrongly. It's not only the Old Testament, the New Testament also gives us a similar instruction. Galatians chapter 4, verse 8 to 11. Apostle Paul writes and says, But then, indeed, when you did not know God, you served those which by nature are not gods. But now, after you have known God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you turn again to the weak and beggarly elements to which you desire again to be in bondage? Did you hear that? God calls the things that sometimes we consult, we conjure, we lay hold on to. The things, Bible calls it weak and beggarly elements. Can I say that again? Weak. In other words, they are not sufficient to help you win the Christian war. How is it that you turn again to the weak and beggarly elements to which you desire again to be in bondage? You've been liberated from bondage to these things. Gods. You know, like they say in Ever, you believe in Jesus, but you also believe that you must have some talisman somewhere, hide it under your bed, because that is what your ancestors used and protected themselves. Or you have to uh, keep some, you know, beads around your waist to as a, as a form of protection. I'm not against the use of beads, but when your mentality is that that bead is what is going to protect you, you are doubling into spiritism. Well, you have to believe that I have to go and get some, you know, I have to go and get a particular fruit and eat because that is what God is going to use to minister to me. Child of God, hey, you are doubling into spiritism. There's nothing wrong eating fruits. There's nothing wrong eating fruits or any vegetable or anything for that matter. That Bible says that when you, when, when you go before the unbelievers at party, Whatever they said before you eat, ask no questions. Because it is sanctified by the word and by prayer. So you speak the word of faith and you sanctify it. Our life is supposed to be a life of champions, not a life of, you know, being subject to weak and beggarly elements. You need, you need to, you know, in the night, if you believe that if you switch on your light and you sleep, you know... Uh, or if you sleep in, in darkness, whichever way, whether you sleep you know, with light or without light, those things don't mean anything. There are those who like to sleep with light. There are those who don't like to sleep with light. Let no one instruct you that at night you must switch off your light before you can sleep. Or you must switch on your light before you can sleep. And that is not spirituality. That is spiritism. There's a difference between spirituality, which is of Christ, and spiritism. Are you getting the examples? If somebody tells you that, you know, take this particular mirror, okay, and then uh, at night, uh, make sure that uh, you look into your face, and then, you know, depending on uh, the image you are seeing, that is going to tell the next face of your life, it is spiritism. Spiritism. Beware of spiritism. I think God is telling you and me that we can't do these things and still stand in the gap. And become warriors 
the warfare at hand is a dangerous war. Can I say that again? I said the warfare at hand is a dangerous war. So you are either hot or cold. But when you are here and there, you, you can suffer casualty. So no, no wonder God is telling you and me before we engage in serious warfare, especially in the month of November into December. He says, beware of spiritism. Let me read. He says, verse 10 of Galatians 4, you observe days and months and seasons and years. Then he said, I am afraid for you. Apostle Paul is telling that I am afraid for you. Lest I have labored for you in vain. I'm afraid for you. You observe days. You have to, you know, a particular day. I am not against anybody saying that, okay, I was born on Sunday, so Sunday I must fast. But every day is equal in the sight of God. So if you are not able to fast on Sunday, you can still fast on Monday. Let it not be said that, okay, spiritually, the day that I'm born, and that is the day I must fast. Hey, beware of spiritism. Today I'm touching some wires, I know. There are certain things that we have done over the years and we are not aware that it does not define our spirituality per se. It only tells of our ignorance of who we are in Christ Jesus. That's why I brought you that worship song, I Know Who I Am. Do you know who you are? You are seated together with Christ in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and any name that can be named not only in this world but also in the world to come that's who you are and the authority with which you are seated there is vested in the name of jesus so when you say in the name of jesus every other spirit every other force every other entity is subject to that name they will bow so you can fast any day. If you are not able to fast on the day you were born, you have not committed sin. It's only strategic, okay? Strategic that, okay, this is the day that I've been born, so I'm fasting on this day, and therefore, you know, it becomes a practice. But don't let it be like, this is the way that God will assess my life. Who am I communicating to? I don't know whether it's you or it's myself, but I believe that God wants us to beware of something that lies ahead. Okay. I was bringing you John chapter 3, right? John chapter 3 verse 31. I quoted this scripture, I think, two weeks or last week Sunday. John 3 31. I'll read from the New King James Version. And possibly from the King James Version. John 3 31. It was John the Baptist who was talking here. And in verse 31... He says something. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. So, for you not to doubt what he meant by who comes from above, he's saying that he who comes from heaven and that is where we come from. Philippians 3 20 says, We are citizens of heaven. He says, Our citizenship is in heaven. He didn't say it will be in heaven, it is in heaven. So you've got to tell yourself, I am a citizen of heaven. I come from heaven. I come from above. I am above all. 
Sometimes when we are going into warfare, you find people saying that, hey, me, I don't know. You know, sometimes you touch the enemy and then he comes to attack you back in the night. You hear some people say that, I want to do some warfare. And the way Satan fought back, come on. Didn't he say that, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. Did the Bible say, and you will fight back? The Bible says, and he will flee. Listen, if Satan ever found room to fight back, there's only one reason. Or maybe two reasons. Number one. It may be that you are ignorant of your exalted position in Christ. So you, instead of operating from above, which is above all, you operate from the earth. Yes, some people operate from the earth. You see, someone like Daniel, let me give you that example. Daniel, in his days, he was not seated together with Christ in the heavenly places. He was fighting from the earth. He was praying and even fasting and praying and didn't know that there was war on his behalf in the heavenlies. But we have the benefit of a hindsight and understand that unlike Daniel, we are seated together with Christ. So we don't fancy from here on earth. It is true we live here on earth, but you must be heaven-minded. You must be heaven-conscious. You must, you must have that consciousness of your exalted position in Christ. If you are ever going to go into warfare, don't operate from this earth. He who is from this earth is earthly. He said, he who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. That is where you find people, you know, using mediums because they are of the earth. They believe that for you to be able to, you know, stop some demons from attacking you, you've got to go and carry some leaves, you know, carry this water, carry this oil, put them together and hang it on your door. God can use such mediums, but if you don't have access to those things, it still does not rob you of who you are. You are superior to all those things. And the superiority of who you are is vested, the power is vested, the authority is vested in the name of Jesus. So you can still stand in the name of Jesus and demand your liberty, regardless of whether any medium is available or not. Please, am I communicating? I don't know who I'm talking to. But God knows why he said, beware of spiritism. Because we are going to go into war. The concluding days of October into November into December is war. And I mean war, proper war. So there are two reasons why sometimes you find people suffering casualty. One, either ignorant of his or her heavenly position. Or number two, when you are living in sin. Yeah. Because sin is of the devil. Sin is Satan's nature. So if you have Satan's nature with you, you have his property, he can come for it. Bible says, whoever breaks the hedge, the serpent will bite him. The serpent here has to do with Satan. Now, if the serpent bit you, it is not... It, that's not the time for you to say, I want to know who, who did what. Which, which in my family, which... Um, Sosra in my family, which uh, ancestral power, you know, came and beat me. Didn't he say, no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper? So if the weapon fashioned against you prospered, it is not time for you to look for who threw it. It is time for you to find out which door did I open for Satan to attack me. Because whoever breaks the hedge, the serpent will bite him. There is a hedge of protection around every child of God. Bible says the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fears him and delivereth them. 
and let God be true but every man a liar so we are in the head of protection so if Satan now got access and hits you with an arrow and mind you, he throws his arrow. Nobody can stop him from throwing his arrow. Bible says, surely they shall gather, but not by me. So whether you like it or not, they will surely gather. You can't stop them from gathering. Take note. But you have the superiority in Christ to know that anyone who gathers against you shall fall for your sake. So instead of you being concerned about they have gathered, they have gathered. Hey, I heard that some witches have gathered. And so what? Have you forgotten that the greater one lives on the inside of you? First John chapter 4 verse 4 says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So instead of focusing on the, those who have guarded against you, why don't you focus on the greater one on the inside of you? So the number two reason why sometimes we find ourselves suffering casualty is because of sin. Sin Bible says righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach unto any people. Any people, whether you are white or black, old or young, male or female, educated or illiterate, rich or poor. Sin is a reproach. Sin will bring you low. Sin will reduce you to the earthly realm. And Satan will take advantage because in the earthly realm he has superiority. He is called the prince of the power of the air, and the air surrounds the earth. So he he takes charge. Bible says the whole world lies in his in his wicked arms, in the arms of wickedness. So Satan is superior when it comes to the earthly realm. He's superior when it comes to the you know, yeah, those who live by earthly you know assignments and earthly. Um, you have to come on. Let's rise up, child of God. Let's, let's begin to take our superior position in Christ and begin to think that we are from above and we are above all. I like it when our Lord Jesus Christ himself says something. Never forget the scripture I'm going to quote. He said, You shall trample upon serpents and upon scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. I believe that Jesus could have given more names. But you see, he's trying to tell you that Satan can use a serpent. He can use a scorpion. He can use a cat. He can use a dog. He can use cockroach. He can use ant. He can use lizard. He can use wild gecko. He can use anything. When you see these things, that's not a time for you to now begin to fear and wonder. He says, you shall trample upon serpents and upon scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. He didn't say, and sometimes they will harm you. Listen to the words of Jesus, and let Jesus be true, but every man a liar. He says, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's our superiority. Did you hear that? Nothing. And when Jesus says nothing, he meant nothing. So when you sleep, sleep. Oh, that, that. Don't sleep and become a watchman over your own sleep. You are disturbing your sleep because you are afraid that when you close your eyes, some witch will come and land on your roof. Every day you have been seeing this owl or this, you know, vulture. And then you believe that they have been sent from your hometown and therefore somebody has given you some salt that you should put it in some water and sprinkle it on your roof to come on. I said, come on. What are you talking about? You don't need to use earthly 
materials to handle spiritual things. You are doubling into spiritism. You can stand in the name of Jesus if you stand right and say, Satan, enough is enough. Get out of this house. Loose your grip of this roof. And never you settle on this roof. I command the Holy Ghost fire to surround my house. This is a, it's a no-flight zone for witches and wizards. From today, any witch, any wizard that settles on this roof, you burn to ashes. And as you have decreed it under the anointing, remember, the Spirit of the Lord must come upon you. Once you speak under the anointing, so it is. You can go to sleep. Yes, you can go to sleep. So that you don't worry yourself out of fear and uncertainty of what Satan don't allow anybody to manipulate you with a revelation okay that does not have the 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 commensurate word of God to be to to be handled what do you mean by that okay for instance you got a revelation okay or somebody had a revelation about you that you were dead and you were in a coffin somewhere and they have written your obituary and everything does that mean that it's going to happen i'm asking you somebody saw a revelation or you saw a revelation and it's a vivid revelation it's a perfect revelation whether it's from god or or not that's another matter but it's a revelation anyway satan can also give revelation just to pump fear okay because when he doesn't get access he, he sometimes can allow certain revelations to come into your dreams or into your visions just to pump fear because that is his nature also. And once you possess his nature and you are living in fear, he can assess, he can, he can, you know, he can come through that access route, fear. That is why you, you, you've got to walk in love because perfect love casts out fear. He that fears is not made perfect in love. All right. So what am I saying? Satan, okay, takes advantage of the fact that you do not know that, okay, he has, he has given a revelation or God might have even given you a revelation of what Satan is planning to do. Let me use God because forget about Satan giving you a revelation, but let me use God. God has given a revelation, okay, that this is what Satan has planned and purpose to do. Let's say you saw that you were dead. They had even written the date. The date is October 18, 2020. And you were laid in state. And today is October 18, 2020. So you woke up and realized that, hey, then I'm going to die today because I saw in a revelation. And you believe in your visions and revelations that is from God. So God has shown you something. But you see, it's one thing to have a revelation and it's another thing to interpret the revelation and how to apply the word of God. So, in order not to double into spiritism, that's why God says, be well spiritism. Let's learn to apply God's word when there is a revelation. Because the revelation said that you are going to die. But is that what God has endorsed? Proverbs 117 can help us in this matter. Proverbs 117 says, it says, Surely in vain is the net spread in the sight of any bed. What does that mean? It means that if the bed sees the trap, the net, 
it will not fall into it. It will not go into it because surely it is in vain. Surely, child of God, it's not maybe. When God says surely, he means surely. In other words, this one, you will not fall into it because you have seen it. That's why we say God reveals to redeem. He reveals it to let you know that this is what Satan is cooking or planning or orchestrating in the dark. These are the plans of the gaze of hell. But he has revealed it. Revelation is light. Light is greater than darkness. The light shines in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. So the light of revelation has been given you so that the work of darkness will be exposed. So the mere fact that what has been cooked or plan in the dark has been exposed means that satan's plan has been foiled it has been frustrated it has been thwarted it has been made null and void once the revelation has come instead of waking up and saying come on you use your tongue to endorse it and so it shall be but when you get out, the first thing you have to do actually is to open fire. You open fire. You spray. You see, when, when you are not aware of where the enemy is coming from, even in the physical, that's what they do. They, 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 those who are on the, on the, I mean, Air Force, okay? Air Force will open fire. The battalion was to open fire, spray around. That's what we do in the spirit. You think when we are doing that, what are we doing? We are opening fire. When you get up in the morning, you got to learn to talk them tongues. Open fire. If there is any demon hatched out of hell that has been planned or projected at you, they will just scatter. Because let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. You allow God to arise in you. And then when after you have opened fire, then you stand on God's word. I'm just giving an example. Proverbs 117 says, Surely in vain is the net spread in the sight of any bed. In other words, if this vision has been shown me, then Satan, your plan has failed. If I had not seen it, then I would have been taken unawares. You didn't hear that? When you have not seen it, that is when you can be taken unawares. Then any stray bullet can hit you. The Bible says, Who who works in darkness? does not know what he stumbles at. In other words, when you are in dark, when you are in the dark and you are in darkness, you don't even know what hits you because you are in darkness. And when you are not walking in love, you are actually in darkness. When you are walking in bitterness, you are walking in darkness. Satan can, Satan can hit you. Learn to forgive. Learn to free your heart of all the hurts and the bitterness so that Satan does not take advantage. I'm talking to somebody right now. Alright, so what is the point? The point I'm making is that child of God, we are superior to Satan. We have the upper hand. When you when you, when there's a revelation, when there's a vision, when there's even a prophecy, okay? Prophecy based on a revelation, we should use God's word I'm sharing right now to be able to counteract, to be able to balance the vision and the revelation, or else you will double into spiritism. And you will feel helpless because you feel, you know, you are the mercy of some beggarly, weak and beggarly elements. That is why somebody can say that, let me take you to the sea and plant you in the middle of the sea and wash you at midnight. I beg to differ from that kind of practice. My Bible never taught me that. Beware of spiritism. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ that if you haven't heard anything at all, at least that scripture I quoted. It says, You shall trample upon serpents and upon scorpions 
I don't know which creature Satan has been using to manifest himself in around I mean in your life or around your life. Maybe yours is world gecko, yours is ant, yours is that owl or that vulture, yours is that reptile, yours is that crocodile, yours is that chimpanzee, yours is that dog, that pig. Whatever creature Satan uses, he says, You shall trample upon serpents and upon scorpions and over all, all means all, all the power of the enemy. And then he added, And nothing, Karasota, Zeberika, Panto, Shakata, and nothing shall by any means. In other words, if he passes under the ground, it won't work. If he passes through there, it won't work. Hey, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Let God be true, but every man a liar. Child of God, arise and begin to think heavily. He who is of the earth is earthly. If you want to use earthly, earthly materials to handle spiritual things, you are bringing yourself so low. You are playing at Satan's field. He can get you sometimes. Because you are playing in his field. You are not safe. So why don't you begin to live in the consciousness of your superiority in Christ that you are seated together with Christ in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and any name that can be named not only in this world but also in the world to come. Live in that consciousness. Live with that superiority consciousness. And once that is done, we can stand in the gap. And begin to deal with some entities because there are some entities that have been contracted from the second heavens, okay, from the first heavens, from the marine world, from the astral world, from the metaphysical world, from the constellations, the moon, the sun, the stars, from witchcraft powers, the covens of witches and wizards, from um, you know, witch doctors, from malams. From charms, from sorceress, diviners. You have no idea what is parading on the corridors of the nation Ghana. You have no idea. You have no idea. You don't know that we have a responsibility to ensure that light overcomes darkness before this year closes. Other than that, this nation can be plunged into darkness. So God calls on you and me that regardless of all the powers that have been contracted, we got something better, superior, higher, greater in the third heaven, seated together with Christ in the heavenly places far above, not just above, but far above all principality and power and might and dominion and any name that can be named, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. So you take your place and conquer from that realm of superiority. When he says, Satan, get out of here. Bible didn't say he will fight back. He will flee. Because first, you have submitted yourself to God. And then you resist him in the name of Jesus. That name is above every name. Listen, if you don't have whatever must be used, maybe any medium, somebody can say, you have to go and take this oil and pray over it. Somebody say, take this water and pray over it. If you don't have all those things, you have something greater than water, any medium. I've taught this message before. When I taught on the altar, the pulpit and the altar. Or the altar and the pulpit, when 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 the revival tabernacle of uh, IPR Ministries was being dedicated seven months after we started, the Lord gave me a message: the altar and the pulpit. And I thought that God 
does not stop us from using medium because of our limitations and our weakness in faith. He does not stop us from using oil or whatever medium. But the highest medium God is going to use in this end time is His Word. He sent forth His Word to heal them from their diseases and to deliver them from their distractions. So when you don't have any medium, that should not stop you from speaking the Word. Speak the Word. The centurion told Jesus, I am a man under authority and I do not even qualify that you even come under my roof. Because when I say, so that go, they go. So that come, they come. So you, I know that you also have power. Don't even come under my roof. Speak the word. Only. And Jesus looked at him and said, wow. I, I have not seen this kind of faith. No, not even in Israel. The man was not an Israelite. He was a Gentile. He was an Italian. He was outside of the brackets of the commonwealth of Israel. But he exercised the highest faith. The highest faith is what God is calling on you and me to exercise. That faith is in his word and his word alone. Not in any medium. Not in any, anything but in his word. You take God by his word. If God said it, then it shall be. I say if God said it, don't go and take the Bible, the book, and put it under your pillow. But you take him by his word. You read the word and say, God, I heard you say this. I take you by your word. Let God be true. But every man a liar. Mayandoro, can we begin to pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Let the hand of the Lord begin to rest upon your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, we take our place as superior, superior in, in Christ. We are superior in Christ. We are seated together with Christ in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and any name that can be named, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. I take my place, child of God. Begin to take your place. Take your place in superiority, superior to sin superior to sickness, superior to poverty and command that sickness to go command that weakness to go, command that devil that has been harassing your life don't fight him at his on his field, fight him in your field your field is Christ, your field is, is higher, far above all principality and power and dominion and might and any name that can be named, stop that devil in his tracks, the Bible says when you resist him he shall flee in the name of Jesus Christ, libando si e brecatosa, mandele we take our place in the believer's authority our authority is in the name of Jesus Christ and we take that place right now and we say Satan lose your grip of the home lose your grip of the marriage lose your grip of the business lose your grip of the financial investment lose your grip and get out lose your grip of the nation Ghana lose your grip of the nations that are represented on this platform in the name of Jesus Christ.